with you and know that the, whatever I do can help. So I just try, like, I don't really care about playing a lot. I just, on the bench, on the court, I just want to help. So it's been amazing. Yeah, and has there been any setbacks where we had to take it slow at all because of your injury history, or just how has that been as far as practices and whatnot has gone? Um, this year, actually, I've been able to do everything. So I would say this is like the best I felt in about four years, <laughs> a long time. So like, no, my injuries are not stopping me this year from anything. I do everything, and it, it feels good just to be able to do everything like everybody else. And. Just as a team as a whole, what do you think has been the main reason for this team's success? Obviously, you've had a pretty strong year so far. Just what is it about this team that has done so well? We play for each other. Our, our chemistry and love for each other. We we just want we want to do it do it for each other. Uh, with not being able to play in the postseason, it's hard to find like a something to make you want to go. So we really talked and like made it to the point where we're going to play for each other, win or lose try hard and try to stay positive throughout it hey ricky this is uh jacob myers with the dispatch thanks for um, being with us today so what was just your realistic expectations for this season wyatt mentioned your injury history what just were your expectations for this year and how do you think your play has matched up to those um my expectations was definitely higher but then i had the tell myself that like I haven't played in three years and then coming from high school to college and not playing in three years I had to like turn it down and let myself get used to playing playing basketball again so honestly it just it hit me different but then my teammates were very supportive and it's like because I'm used to doing a lot more but they just I realized that we have like scores we have that so when I get in I'm going to try to do stuff that we need. We don't. If I need to score, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to try to take it. But I'm not looking for it. For it, like I'm not trying to force points. I'm just trying to do the little things, rebound, hustle, and just do whatever coach needs me to do. Have you Have you felt a progression in your game as the season's gone on? Maybe not just in the scoring department, but other areas as well. Definitely. Um, I feel like I, I'm getting my bounce back in my knees, <laughs> so I feel like I can move a little quicker, jump a little higher. And that's what I'm used to. So it's definitely helped my game out a lot because at first I, would, I wasn't able to do that. And that I'm, I was so used to doing it that it, it was messing my head. And now that, like, my body's back used to doing this and everything's coming back to me, it, I feel normal again. So it's not stressful and I'm not thinking too much while I'm playing. So then I don't make the little mistakes that we normally make. Thanks. Ricky, your uh, your energy on the bench, the bench decorum that you exhibit, like it seems natural. Is that you? Is that being coached to you? Where do you get it? Because we saw it this year. We've seen it this year. We saw it a lot last year as you seemingly were like a coach over there as the as the run was happening in Indianapolis. But but take me through that, and then also maybe what you learned from last year and observing kind of at a coach's role almost. Yeah, so I was injured most of my high school years. So, like, playing AAU, I really was on the bench a lot, not being able to play. And our AAU coach would, like, let me kind of not really coach him, but coach him because they know I want to be a coach. So, like, if we were, like, winning a lot, he would let me take over. And my teammates respected me, so they they listen to me. So it just I'm so used to doing that back then. It's like on the bench, I'm, like, trying to tell people, but I have to, like, 
okay, I have to break it back a little bit. So I just try. I'm used to being the hype man and trying to talk. I feel like I understand the game really good. So I try to talk to my teammates, just tell them what I see. And then, yeah, um, what I've noticed this year is like we see stuff different than the coaches see stuff. Like last year, I would see stuff that the coaches seen, and then our players wouldn't see it. And like the coaches are getting mad and stuff, and they're like fussing. It. But then now that I'm playing, I'm like, the coaches see one thing, but when you're on the court, you are like experiencing it. And you're like, that's not working, or that is working. So it's like you guys see different things on the court and from the coaches. They don't see everything, and it's kind of hard, like when you actually plan it, because you might be doing what they're saying, but you feel like it doesn't work or something. So you definitely have two different perspectives of, of the game from a coach's standpoint and the players. Hi, Ricky. I wanted to ask you, uh, obviously you guys have had a lot of stops and starts because of COVID this year, but you still have had a lot of success. Just what do you think has enabled you all as a team to kind of persevere through those stops and starts? Team bonding, honestly, when we uh, stopped, we couldn't see each other for a while. So we did like a lot of group FaceTiming and just tried to stay connected, even though we weren't able to be around each other. And then when we did come back, some of us weren't able to come back due to COVID, but the team was still here. So they, they kind of kept us in the loop with that, with the people who were out. And then just as we came back and we all were healthy, we hung out like almost every weekend. And just tried to like hung out like an extra hour or two in the locker room after practice every day for a month just to be around each other more, talk because we did we missed out a lot on that during December. I was curious too. The football team was kind of a first team that had to go through this this year. They were a first team playing. Did you all kind of watch what they did to overcome those challenges and apply it to yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, we knew that. Honestly, we knew if one person got it on our team that it would probably get to more people on our team. So we tried to prepare ourselves and stay extra safe. And at that point, it's really nothing you can do once it's inside the program besides stay safe. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. So we just seen like how they would come back and they have more players. So they're able to keep pushing through it most of the time. So with us, it was just like, oh, we have six people out and six people in. So we, we can't play because it's hard to play with six people. So it's just it's the players that were able to stay healthy really like checked in on us who didn't. And it, it kind of made a big difference showing and like our coaches, they, um, I know when I had it, the coaches text me every day. And that meant a lot because like normally some coaches won't even check on you and see how you're doing. So just for them to check on me every day and to see how I was doing made a big difference. And when we came back and made the players and some of the coaches a little closer than we were. Thank you. Hi, Ricky. Uh, Nathan Forstoppel from the Lantern. I just wanted to ask. Um, so you had another you had another uh, stoppage for uh, COVID against um, Northwestern. Does that phase you at all? Going to have to have such a quick turnaround to go against Purdue? Not at all. Um, I would say, sadly, to say we're used to this now. So at this point, whenever we uh, find out something does happen, we just come together as a team, practice hard, and whoever's next in line has to step up. Um, everybody has to step up. And at this point, we know that's a big battle that we're facing. So, and a lot of our players already have had it. So we know that we will definitely have 
players to play. So it's honestly the players that haven't had it, we're um, make, trying to make sure they stay safe and extra cautious. And then, yeah, we're just going to push through it and focus on basketball pretty much and try to um, get the dub. We prepare like it's a normal game. We uh, do the same thing we would do if we, if we were to play Sunday. We wouldn't have did the same thing we did this week. So nothing was changed. And then, yeah, this is your only matchup for the entire season with Purdue. Um, what is that? What is kind of the difference between facing a team once in a season and facing them uh, with a home and home? Um, I think it's definitely. I like playing at both places because a lot of teams, and I would say sometimes us, feel like when you play at another place, it's harder to win, and then when you play at home, you feel like you're gonna win. So a lot of teams can hold that over you, like, oh, we played at their place. They had home court advantage, so I personally like playing away games to win there to know that we beat you at your home. So I think not playing two teams twice, though, is great, too, just because you only play them once. They don't ha get the chance to prepare again for you, so now they get to watch film over you and how you guys played and pick what worked when they played you and what didn't work because our team is different from last year, so they can kind of go off of last year and go off of the games. But our game plan changes every game for each team. Thank you. No problem. Oh, good, Sergey. Okay, thank you. No problem, guys. You want my hang up? Oh, thank you. Good? Yeah. All right. How's it, going? How's it going, Kevin? Good. I guess this, this is the last, first time we've talked to you since the postponement. What was the disappointment of not getting another chance at Northwestern since that was a team that you lost to earlier this season? Yeah, we were you know looking forward to playing the game. Um, obviously, we didn't, we didn't play our best when we played there, and they were a very good team, so it was a good opportunity for us to compete against one of the better teams in the league. So disappointing, but once again, that's just kind of how this year is going for everybody. So on to the next one. Does a longer time off between games have more of a benefit, or does it kind of take a team out of the rhythm going into the final stretch of a season? I, I, I prefer to not have that much time between games. Um, so I would prefer to play, but I think that helps keep you in a better rhythm than not. But, but like I said, it's it's just kind of rolling with it, getting back to practice, and getting ready for the next one. And Ricky had mentioned that she had to kind of adjust her mindset because she was used to being sort of the star player in high school when she played, and now she's coming off of the bench more. How did you see her make that adjustment, and how important has she been off the bench for this team? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an adjustment for everybody because uh, everyone we recruit has traditionally been like the best player on the team. And uh, But she, you know, she can she can bring things off the bench with her defense and her rebounding and she keeps the ball moving on offense. So I think she's been impacting us in very positive ways coming off the bench. Hey, Kevin, do you expect to be at full strength tomorrow? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. And, but are you confident with the days since that this game can be played? Yes, I, I do think that, I mean, as of right now, we're, we look good to be able to play tomorrow. So we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity to play Purdue. Gotcha. And just in general, how has the team re responded since, you know, the week with 
since Wisconsin, I believe he told Joey once the game was postponed that you kind of like to get that taste out of the mouth and you kind of just sat on it for a little bit. How has the team looked the last few days? I mean, they've done a good job. I think now we just need to take what we've done in practice and apply it to the game tomorrow to give ourselves the best position, put ourselves in the best position possible to win. But they, they've done a good job. Hey, Kevin, just wanted to ask, you know, overall, of all these stops and starts you've had to deal with this year, what do you think has been the key for your team to kind of stay together and persevere and continue to have success? Yeah, good question. It's, it's been tough. Um, I think probably just the fact that we've got some some older people and Braxton and Leah and Dorka, you know, they've provided some leadership and, and just kind of keeping the kids together and keeping keeping their mentality where it should be amidst all these kind of stops and starts. I was curious, were you able to learn anything from what the football team went through in the fall? Or is there anything you were able to take away from them and kind of apply to your own program? Yeah, I mean, I think as much as anything, we knew these things would be coming. And so as we watched the football team, and you know, they'd be getting ready for games, then they get canceled, and they had to get on to the next one. And, um, you know, just seeing that they, 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 regardless of what happened, they showed up and they were ready and they were prepared and, and so I just think for, for me, I'm watching that saying like, hey, we need to be ready because this is going to happen to us too. There's no way to avoid it. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin, I'll ask a question that was asked Coach Holtman about an hour ago in his Zoom. With the uneven and un imbalance in terms of game numbers, as you guys come down the stretch here, is there talk about a threshold of number of games that will have to qualify somebody to win this league? Or has that even crossed your mind? And if it has, have you asked the league about that as you guys come down the stretch here? I have heard talk of it that they were going to create a minimum number of games and then take the best winning percentage. Now, I haven't seen that as a fact yet or something that's set in stone. So I still think they're trying to evaluate it. But I do believe there's going to be a minimum number of games um, required to, to, to be in contention for the league championship. And, and then at that point, they'll take the just the, the highest winning percentage. And I guess, is there a chance in the next couple of weeks that you will have a game or two maybe to make up? Or do you know that yet? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely looking at it. I think we will have a chance to make up some games. Um, and one of the things that the priority is to try to get everybody to play everybody once at least. So they're prioritizing the games that, that or the teams we haven't played at least once yet. So I think they're going to start there and, and just see what we can get done by, by trying that first. Thanks. Hi, Coach. What kind of uh, challenges uh, do the Boilermakers present to you on defense? You know, they um, – they are really good defensively. They switch their defenses. They play a, a great matchup zone. Um, also can play very kind of stingy in, the, in their man-to-man defense. They're also really big. They've got some big kids around the basket, which make it very difficult um, to score over them. And then they're also very deliberate on offense. So they, they like a slower pace game, which which can take us out of our rhythm at times if, we don't, if we're not careful about how we kind of react to that. I think we're good. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Kevin.